And now for something completely different. Forget everything you've been told by others before. Get ready for the real deal. The full story. Real talk about money, markets, life. Now, it's The Real Investment Show, presented by RIA Advisors. It's a show about money and life. And Danny was changing his clothes. I checked, and he does have pants on. Rich Rosso, CFP. Danny Ratliff, CFP. Or do I? What? Ah, ah, that's the mystery today. If the YouTube channel can see, I've got my win button on. With inflation now. It's about time we brought back that hearty claim. Because we had the preferred gauge of inflation yesterday rose. Fastest pace in a year. Personal Consumption Expenditure Price Index. It strips out. Boom, chicka, wah, wah, strips out. Food and energy components. So that was up 0.4% from December. From a year ago, it advanced 2.8%. We are in the sticky part of the inflation to get to the Fed's preferred rate, Danny. So obviously, consumer spending dropped off. That probably in, in uh, incomes didn't keep up. So maybe that's what helped. But the number was definitely what we would say, maybe not hot, but definitely stubborn, wasn't it? I think that's what the concern has been, is that stickier inflation lasting for longer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the Fed, we're hearing a lot more Fed speakers coming out, and they seem to rather err on the side of, you know, not cutting quick enough than cutting too quick. And yet the market still has priced in i mean you know we've we've seen it change significantly over the last you know probably month and a half two months right but it seems like the the needle hasn't moved a whole lot as far as what expectations are from here no it's true mike bostick was saying they still expect rate cuts by the summer austin goolsby but i think uh, a cracked magic eight ball is better than he is um expressed caution about interpreting a single month's inflation data but uh let me tell you austin my Magic 8-Ball, based on your prognostications over the last decade, 100% beats you. It says his broken brother most likely beats him. Yeah. It's, it's, it's even, the, even the Magic 8-Ball. Even the Magic 8-Ball. He's the worst. Um, so, I mean, some amazing... <laughs> tell, you how, tell me how you really feel. Um, so, again, we, we've got this sticky inflation. So... Here's the real thing about the regional banks. So commercial, the real estate lender, that New York Community Bank Corp is saying that there's still material weakness in how it tracks loan risk. This seems like the next shoe to fall in regional banks. Well, I think what's interesting to watch here is that, you know, a lot of people are saying that we're going to have to see rates, rate cuts for New York Community Bank to do well or to survive, right? Right. But what I'm hearing and kind of reading between the lines and looking at more data is that it's actually, that's probably not the case. It's that they booked a lot of bad debt uh -huh. with the signature and they, they just misappropriated or not misappropriated, but did not do the analysis properly. So, so we should be bailing them out anyway, right? We shouldn't. Because it's in New York, so well, we probably will. Well, we will, but... We shouldn't, but you're right. So we're encouraging bad behavior once again. Again, we always do. Well... We have this fight. We have this fight between the monetary policy and the fiscal policy, right? So whatever the Fed tries to do, you got fiscal policy that comes in and just gives you more money. 
So there's this, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but two Democratic lawmakers, Ro Khanna and uh, Debbie Dingell, they're doing, they want to introduce this Made in the USA Tax Credit Act. So it gives a break to taxpayers for buying goods made entirely or almost entirely in the United States. Now, see, I love that sentiment, right? So the proposal is aimed at big ticket items. So it'd be furniture, household appliances by American companies with 500 or fewer employees. That's um, coming from Democrats. I thought with America, that sort of surprised me, but I like that. But here we go again. We're giving money to people. Tax credit, 2,500 for single filers, 5,000 for couples who file a joint return. So just as the Fed always tries to get inflation underway. They do something that's inflationary. There's on the fiscal side, we combat that or squash it. But why so, do we need that right now? We don't. Well, I mean, I mean, I like the sentiment of buying American goods. Um, that part of it I like. But why do we need yet another tax credit? Well, I, I love the buy American. I mean, I think we, we all do. Just, However, can we just promote that without the tax credit? But what else comes with that? Well, because you have to give the tax credit because buying American means what? Going to cost more. Correct. Yeah. And they're going to take away like anything like services, tobacco, tobacco, fi- uh, vehicles, of course, firearms. So they're going to prove all this? <laughs> they, they introduced it. But I guess I guess they want to how- they want to encourage family owned small business and in communities. And I like that. But again, more tax credits. I mean, again, the the what the whatever the Fed is starting trying to do to squelch inflation, the fiscal side just wants to give away more money, and it 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 combats the purpose of it uh, overall. And like well, you said, why you, is this going to be? Not? Is is Amazon considered an American made? I mean, there's I, it, I don't know, but you're right. Well, I'm it's, just saying it's domiciled here but in it's the states, saying, right? But it's saying 500 employees or less. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's true. So, but again, sentiment's great. But I, I don't know. Can we hmm. just buy American goods? Anyways. Well, what if we get inflation down? That would help. So I, I don't know. All I know is there's always another tax credit. There's always some money coming from the fiscal side, and there's still so much money out there. Again, this morning, I saw an ad for COVID relief funds. For Where small are you business. seeing these ads? I mean, I don't watch TV, but. No, like if I have CNBC on in the morning or yeah. Fox or anything, they run these commercials like law firms doing this. Like some, some you know, there's some woman, she's walking around with a mask on like she's day in a daze. That's her. That's the ad. It's sort of really a funny. But hmm. I'm saying is there's still money available out there. So, it's so why are we rolling take, out another program while we still have programs there to give people well, access? It to, sound, to it'll probably in. never get out there, but it does sound good. Well, it's an in election theory. year. That's yeah, why it, so right. there's going to be a whole lot uh, more of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why you've got all these people on the border right but now. This leads to the fact that you have just as good a reason to wear the win button and fight inflation than anything else because you can't win. Right. Food prices are 30 percent higher than they were. What? Two decades ago, a decade ago. And they're not going anywhere. Mondelez says a couple food, years ago. Yeah, <laughs> food prices are not going to go lower. Right. And it's part of these policies that we have going on right now. So uh, but on the market side, I mean, some companies are either feast or famine. Right. So New York Community Bank Corp. But then Dell reports. Better than average sales and they're up 20 percent, man, they were 
Did you see like that? a rocket last night? Holy moly. Celsius up 20%, but Dell set a record high. Sur- shares surging 21% in the pre-market. Better than expected sales and profits. Over AI, right? Yeah. Well, demand for infotech equipment to handle artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, but I guess what you could say about the PCE, Danny, was no nasty surprise. So, yeah, but, but, but about what we expected. About what we expected. So the market was okay. With it. We get back, we're going to talk to you about what's Dave Ramsey getting wrong with the young professionals? He's doing something wrong. We get back. Stay tuned. Investment news you can use. Delivered at the speed of the internet at realinvestmentadvice.com. So, uh, Al on YouTube says, dig in the uh, Starsky and Hutch music. We were calling it Beretta. So I was in the garage last weekend going through some of my daughter's stuff, and I found a box of my old stuff. And I found my Starsky and Hutch action figures from the 70s. Mint. Still in the box? No, I wish. I went, oh, my gosh. I took them out and put them up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I was like, where? I thought I lost these. Oh, man. Stuff's expensive now. I was saying, okay, maybe I'll sell them on eBay. And I went, whoa, 200. If they're in the box, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you said, you should always keep the box. But yeah. when you're a kid playing with stuff, you don't keep the box. But if you kept the box on these, Starsky and Hutch, yeah. in pr- and these are pristine, they're like 300 bucks each. Hmm. I mean, it's crazy. I've got a Hillary Clinton nutcracker still in the box. I ain't worth nothing. <laughs> just you know, just in case. Oh, uh, Danny, I'm not even going to ask uh, where uh, or how you obtained. They one of had those? those. They were selling those. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe but, when she mysteriously disappears, if ever, you could be able to sell that. It's right there with my Kofifi mug. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're going to be so distraught if she disappears. I'm, Brett might not be able to contain himself with joy. Um, <laughs> so the um, Dave Ramsey has been giving advice. Listen, he's got 4.4 million Instagram followers. I can't even play checkers with the Instagram followers I got. 1.9 million TikTok followers. Right. So he's always about the avoiding debt at all costs, which I I get, I get, but. There are a lot of 20 and 30 year olds that have been following him through college that are now getting a little ticked off at him at, on TikTok. 
I get ticked off at him for different reasons. Like when he's saying you get your growth fund and you can, you're going to get 12% a year and then you could take 8% out, which means you're going to run out of money in retirement. You're going to have to go work at Walmart. So, you know, he, he's unrealistic in a lot of ways. But it's proving even with some of his time-tested tenants, he's getting some pushback, Danny. He is. I almost wonder if this generation, you can remember the <laughs> depression babies? Yes. The generation and like the, the mindset that they've had has been, you know, frugality. Like you've talked about your grandmother. Right. How Always she could reuse everything. You right. know, a, a yeah. cool whip container, whatever it is, could be reused. You could never get the many, orange many out times. of that yeah. after the sauce was in it, but you put stuff in there anyway. Yeah. After spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. And, and I think that that generation was one of, you know, always squirreling something away and and living as bet debt free as possible correct and all this other stuff frugally so, yeah. frugality frugality which yeah. is not really in with the gens gen z's as much no. but i think i think so this gen z generation now though i think covid changed the game so where this okay. generation sees okay look we've been locked up we've seen what you know, people lose jobs we've seen all the things that have occurred and, and how quickly it happened and they are that yolo mentality you only live once yeah. And so I think that their mindset is just that different where maybe Dave Ramsey misses the mark for them. Now, I, I still think, listen, I mean, like like you said, I think Dave Ramsey does a fantastic job for getting people out of debt, setting good rules. His bucket um, system. I mean, he's got the envelope yeah. system. I mean, he does help people to at least some of these core disciplines. But I think because of rising inflation, like you said, this some of this post-pandemic conditions – College education is insane over the last two decades, right? Yeah, but, but, but the, it's getting paid for for most of them. I mean, you know, so so that's where I, I have a hard time with this. And you, you got to manage your debt, right? We have yeah. our financial guardrails, right? If you got to take on so much debt, maybe there's a more practical way to do it, right? But you also see these these posts by Gen Zers, and, and they you know they get ridiculed a bit. And it's uh, can you believe I have to work Wednesday through Saturday just to make ends meet? I'm um, gonna work eight hours. It's like, wait a second. Do you see that TikTok where the the girls like the guy yeah. is absolutely crying? Yeah. What What do I do after that? My day's over. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to life. Hello. You're but, only doing eight, man. You're getting lucky, buddy. Yeah. What's that? That's like a vacation around here. Slacker. But but I think that's where maybe it misses the mark. This yeah. generation just feels so strongly and so different about it. And I get it. I I, I appreciate the work life balance, but. You know, at this age, this is when you get ahead. This is when you start forging and, and creating that foundation for good behaviors financially, for building a family, for all those things that most people aspire to do. And even if you're young and you think you don't now, that will likely change. Maybe not. But either way, I think that that's where Dave is struggling with this generation. He is. And he talks about how. And again, I understand the price of things, right? Well, so, yeah, a home. I mean, think about affordability with a house. Think about and his his metrics. Yeah, and he also talks about buying a junker. And this one girl is getting a little ticked off saying, listen, um, I'm paying off my student loans, but I paid extra for a more reliable car than a junker that I could buy with cash because of the way car prices were, right? Um, so the, 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 the sentiment is that some of his, some real life decisions for, for people today don't factor into his, advice but he does have some core rules that you can take away regardless so someone got that's been watching so he's got um 500,000 subscribers on YouTube so this and this is a uh, 
out of the Wall Street Journal, Naomi Israel. She's been following him since she's like in college. And then he said something about, there's a message that triggered her. He said, when she saw a comment from Ramsey online about how people receiving pandemic stimulus payments were pretty much screwed already, she said it felt like it, he was shaming people. Or receiving checks? Yeah. Hmm. He's, the pandemic shutdowns, and you brought this up about the pandemic, she's saying, ended a decade-long economic expansion for black Americans. So with this proportionate number of whom lost their jobs and relied on these checks. So moralizing financial decisions is very damaging to marginalized groups, she says. So in a way, I get it. Like in a lot of ways, like in our part of the world, he doesn't live in the real world. Like we criticize him for some of the stuff he says about investments and portfolio withdrawals. So they're having criticisms for some of the stuff he's saying now in that context. We have problems, too, with him, with some of the stuff he says. Like, where are you going to get 12% a year consistently? It doesn't well, happen. every year. I mean, if you look at what he says, I mean, yeah, he's exactly. essentially saying that this is going to compound. Here's how this works. Right. Every year you're going to get 12%. You know, take a withdrawal of 8%. It's, it's nuts. It's, <laughs> I mean, it, you can't. No. You can't physically go back. And extrapolate that from what the markets have done. So, I mean, it, it's a farce. I hate to say it. But I think he was probably saying, and I don't know what, but overall about the being screwed on the pandemic checks, if you're yeah. receiving one, is most likely you don't have an emergency reserve. In other words, we were talking about the financial vulnerability cushion. Yeah. Like, we, I think we probably do Dave Ramsey, but we don't use a mallet to hit you over the head with it. Uh, and I think that's what people don't appreciate that, you know, you make millions of dollars and I understand you got 20 million weekly listeners and all that. But, you know, maybe it's time for him to like hand things over to his daughter who runs the company. She's younger. She's a CFP certified financial planner. Maybe, you know, he's not empathizing enough, but that's what, but that's what Dave Ramsey's going to be. He's going to be like your heart, a dad, right. That's going to tell you. Kids like just don't want to hear that, right? Really, kids don't want to hear that. Like when you, like my daughter doesn't have any debt. Like we make sure of that. Like I'm sure you want to do the same. You teach yeah. your kids. It's harder now. It is. I will agree because even my daughter's gosh, dad, it's harder today to probably buy a house and all that. You got to wait a lot longer to do certain things that probably, you know, grandparents didn't have to do. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, I can't deny that, right? Yeah, there no are doubt. certain things that They're, that maybe. Um, there are challenges that are here right now that probably weren't there a decade ago or even older you know, boomers, when I was right? when getting they, out of school 20 years ago, I mean, you know, or more. Those things, right? Yeah, because college has exponentially gotten crazy and, and the return on the investment is not there. I think people are finally waking up to, wait a minute, if I go to school for a fine arts degree, maybe I'm not going to pay back my 125000 in student loans. And I always ask this question. Where are the parents? Well, if my kid was going to be taking on that debt for a fine arts degree, I would have this conversation. Not that she would listen to me, but we had this conversation and she I says, I think know. I'm going to go to, I'm going to a community college for a couple of years to get the basics out of the way. Right. So you got to have these discussions and I don't think the financial literacy is dead. So at least he's giving you some semblance of discipline and people don't like to be, they don't dis like discipline. People don't like to be, especially this Gen Z. They do not like I'm going to side with side with Dave on this one. Um, I am. I, I think that I, needs I, to be heard. I think there needs to be somebody like who a, can you know, be that. You might be the new Dave. 
that lighthouse. What do you mean? Like you could be the new Dave Ramsey. I'm not shaving my head. Not yet. I'm getting there. I'm getting close. I'm getting close. But you're like him. Like not like you like the advice. But maybe you would put it. No, I don't think it would be his power. It's still. It won't work. I don't know. He's probably he's probably more PC than I am. Going on eighty. Yeah. Um. So um. Man, I'll take forty. So then there's a so she says talking about credit scores. So all these people are out there on TikTok giving Dave Ramsey is giving this terrible advice. Um, so Ramsey's advice is to only obtain a home loan if you can take out a 15-year fixed-rate mortgage. I love that. With a down payment of at least 10%. I absolutely love that. Do the math on it. Did Dave Ramsey have a love child that we don't know about? Because <laughs> he's here, Dave. No, no. No, go ahead, Danny. Talk about it. No, well, I mean, if you start thinking about it, and you, you think about how much the interest hey. is versus and how much... The payment is versus the 30. I mean, think about how long people stay in homes. The average time somebody spends in a home is seven years. But I, I, but I can argue, though, he's making the assumption that people are going to stay in that house. The first 10 years of the mortgage is all interest. Correct. So if I'm accelerating my payment. But if you're on that 15, down, you're going to accelerate that. Now, you could do a 30, make extra payments, and you can dwindle that down significantly and give yourself flexibility. I like that if people will do it. If I'm going to stay in my house at least 10 years. Correct. And people don't, to your point. When we get back, we're going to continue this conversation with Danny Ramsey and Rich Ross. <laughs> don't do it, Rich. investment advice blog it's required reading for the informed investor catch it today at realinvestmentadvice.com welcome back so don't get me wrong i i agree with a lot of what dave ramsey says and i live that way um, I can argue with some of his commentary. This on the home thing, Danny, I think he makes the assumption, and that's fine, that that first house is the last house. If the first house is the last house, and I'm going to be there 15 years, I understand what he's saying. Matter of fact, I think our rules are more austere than his. Because oh, we think a yeah. down payment of at least 20%, right? And then he a mortgage. 10. Yeah, and a mortgage that doesn't exceed uh, twice your income. So you're living in a box, according to our financial guardrails, but that's tough, but that's the way it is. So maybe you start off in a townhome or you're looking at a smaller place, whatever it is, <clears throat> you know, you, because this is how people build wealth. A house is not an investment. I'm sorry, it's not for us. It's primary house, you live in it, there's a lot of expenses that go with it. So... So, and he also says, and I, I sort of agree with this, housing, he says that he advises people to only buy a house with their lawfully wedded spouse, not pooling with partners, friends, roommates. I, I don't think that's a good idea to partner with friends and roommates to buy a house. That's yeah, a terrible idea. Yeah, I just, I wouldn't do it. Right? So then he talks about the debt snowball. Right? You pay off the smallest balances first, regardless of rate. You knock out each loan. 
and you and you put it toward the then you put all the money toward the larger one. And everybody goes, well, uh, well, conventional economic theory says you want to pay off the highest interest rates loans first. But well, Dave Ramsey doesn't care. He's creating an action. He's creating a progress step of goal. And I'm right? I'm with you. Pay off the highest first. Yeah, but if say I got a big I got this big this big debt. And it's very discouraging. If I start paying off my snow, if I start paying off the smaller ones first, and then I accelerate the next one and the next one, what I've noticed with people who do that. Well, it's the behaviors and it's the, it's it's the, the act of accomplishing something yes, by paying it off. Yes, as opposed to like, I'm, dig, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm chipping into a glacier. But our biggest debt typically shouldn't be the highest interest in general, right? Because think about what it is. It's typically no, but it's going to be it's going to be housing. In general, that's most people's largest debt mm-hmm. or maybe student loan. So it's our credit card should loan. be way higher. If you have a credit card, your auto loan should be higher. In general, you may get 0% interest. Maybe you're lucky. But so, I mean, I, I get the point. But I'm still just from a matter of fact, this is the way it should be done. Because you have internal discipline. You get it. But if somebody's going to be disciplined enough to start making those payments, they should be disciplined enough or smart enough to know, hey, I'm paying X amount on interest on this. I'm going to do this this way. And I'm going to be I'm going to feel good because I'm going to look every quarter and I'm going to say, wow, okay, here's how much I actually paid off on this. Well, the whole premise is is getting out of debt and it's easier to get the small debt paid off sooner. No, it is. Psychologically, it helps you to move on. It is, but if I'm paying an extra 150 bucks in interest because I'm letting this other one sit and fester because I'm just paying, make the minimum payments, I'm going towards that. Now, I'm sorry it makes, look, the world wants to be so perverse and screw up everything and, and water it down to what we want it to be. Oh, look, I'm in debt. So, oh, Dave Ramsey's an idiot now because he's telling me to use common sense. I'm sorry. Bottom line. I like how we broke Danny today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I am. Get me going. Talk about my but dad. But listen, like that. so on the positive though, his advice has helped a lot of people. Oh yeah, I would say so. They had a University of Copenhagen, a Copenhagen researcher say that when Ramsey's radio show they did a study, when his show entered new markets between 2004 and 2019, households in their cities decreased their monthly expenditures by at least 5.4 percent. When Danny gets into those neighborhoods, <laughs> it's off by 10. But oh, so man. I guess it's like the um, all or nothing approach. <clears throat> so there's this woman, she says, she says she goes, oh, okay, I, uh, I take an anti-Ramsey stance on TikTok. She has 30000 in credit card debt after her husband and her, she, they both faced income-reducing job changes. So they turned it into a consolidation loan with an 8% interest rate and pay about $1,200 uh, a month. First of all, if I'm both have income reducing changes, mm-hmm. I'm not putting thirty thousand on. So I understand that she's upset, but to your point, she doesn't like the advice. I'm not gonna if I I'm not I'm gonna have to reduce my lifestyle. Well I'm not if I if I lose my job or or say I got a cut in pay or whatever, I'm not gonna continue my spending along the same way I have. And I think to you brought close up to your point, I'm gonna live for today. So even though my income's gone down, I'm going to still spend at the same rate. So I'm going to go ahead and rack up $30,000 in credit card debt. Which is going to continue to expedite that problem. Right. So so where do you get off? First of all, hold on. You made Uh a bunch of poor decisions. Here we go. And now you're going to go off and and start telling everybody what you should and shouldn't do. 
YouTube. You like this, Danny? Right? Like no, this, I'm Danny. serious. I agree with you. I'm so, not, totally so good. you have somebody telling you Red to alert. eat your spinach. Yes. And, and saying, hey, you eat did this. Now you need to fix it. And you're like, no, screw this guy. He's Here's her advice, which sucks. Maybe Curry. <laughs> of course it does. Maybe Look at the situation she's in. Right. She's giving advice. Maybe carrying some amount of debt forever is a new normal. It's, that's not a new normal. Listen, there are, there are many people with hardships. So, so I'm, I'm not making light of that. No. There's people that have to go into debt. You have issues. There's illnesses. There's things that need to be done. You're making ends meet. You lose a job. Okay? She says in her, here's what and she that's says. So, and that's this, that's it, okay. This is really going to get Danny. You ready? No, don't do she it. She goes, I'm sorry. I'm not willing to do anything to get out of debt. I'm not willing to eat rice and beans every day, Danny. Well, that's your problem. <laughs> where's, hey. that, where's that That horn you sound? <laughs> Go ahead. Give this lady a raise. Great, great advice. She's giving advice on TikTok. It's like the woman on TikTok that really ticks me off. I, I, do, a, I do a Danny on her hmm. when she's telling you that you got to take Social Security at 62 no matter what. And she's giving everybody all this bad advice. On about Social Security and Medicare, yeah, on her site, and I'm like, dude, just because you don't like the medicine or the vegetables, and you can eat French fries every day, don't tell everybody else to do it. Well, I think the problem here with somebody like this is that listen, you've made bad decisions to get you in a situation that you're in, and listen, maybe it could have been that but, she she had an issue or she was taking care of a, a loved one. And no, she just says happen. I'm not going to eat rice and beans every day, so she's making a choice. To well, keep she's her lifestyle the same. But here's what's going to happen. She's yeah. going to be the one who's complaining in five years that she can't get ahead. And she can't retire. And she and can't, she can't do, the, do these things. <clears throat> right. Because she didn't do the hard work that you're willing to do. She's not willing right? to pay the discipline. And, right. and, then, and then guess who's going to foot the bill for this or who they're going to want to foot the bill for that? It's going to be you and I and everybody else out there who's out there working. So that's where I have a problem with this, Rich, is that, I agree. you know, if you're going to if you're going to put yourself in a situation and here, think about debt in this context is that. Every time that we put money on debt, we are robbing from future consumption or things that we can do. Every time. Because People don't now, look at it that way. They don't look at the future ramifications. They look at payments. They don't look at the right people well, live by yeah, Because we've been payment. trained to. I mean, it's just like the iPhone you and I talked about right. years ago when they switched and they said, oh, it's right. going to be a thousand bucks. I'm like, this is so dumb. They're dead. And then they're like, <laughs> oh, we're just going to annuitize this revenue. Right. And you're going to make a payment every yeah. single month for the rest of your life. And but if the government does it, we have no good examples of anybody. If anything, Dave Ramsey is a good example of what you should be doing. And people don't like it. Mm -hmm. Maybe they should have the White House doing these videos. About I would submit do. that it is more a cultural problem than a physical one. Oh. And the culture feeds the physical. Well, that's right. That's, they go hand in hand. No, and so right. when you want to manipulate the truth and what's actually going on mm -hmm. and to make yourself feel better about it. Well, this is terrible advice. I'm not willing to do this. Well, Great. I don't want to hear you complain. You're not willing to do this because yeah. guess what? That debt snowball can only go on for so long before you're going to be in big trouble. You know, this woman on TikTok's got probably thousands of followers because they're they're telling her because what, they love what she's saying. Right? They want to. They want to. It's feeding that, and she's probably making money off these idiots. Right? Think that this is great. Exactly. <laughs> they're like, oh man, look, somebody just like us. Woohoo! She's even selling like gourmet rice and beans. Oh, that and that's how she got out of debt monetizing TikTok. Mm -hmm. the, this actually may be genius. Maybe yeah. I'm giving her too hard of a time. Maybe yeah. she's much smarter than I thought. <laughs> but you know what? Um, in this environment, to your point, people don't want to hear 
and like you said, and Brent said, it's culture, don't want to do the tough stuff to get to be successful. And I do, and I yet I do empathize with the fact that a lot of things have gotten it, out it's, of hand it's more from difficult. a price perspective. It is. So there are younger people on the on the brighter side of this. I know a lot of Gen Zs. I work with them on just helping them out, like pro bono, to help them. They are making good financial decisions. They're living smaller because they understand the reality. They're not complaining about it. But it does, for those people, those, those younger adults who are working hard, and you think about, think about having a child today, how much it costs with everything you have to do for sports. I mean, how much is it to... I mean, it's it, it so mean, expensive it is, to it have a child. It's, you know. No, life life is not cheap, and I get that. And I understand that there's going to be a lot of ways that you're going to have to go into debt to maybe do some of the things but that you want to do. But there are smarter ways to do it. There right? are smarter Bad ways rules. to do it. And, and you've got to figure that out. I mean, that's the thing. And, you know, I, I see a lot of times... People just get in over their head to begin, just at the, the very beginning. get-go, right? Like this woman, probably. And then... I don't even know what $30,000 in credit card debt would be. That would scare the hell out of me. I couldn't do it. Unless, I mean, really, I was, had no roof on it. But I could work a job anywhere and, and cut everything. I mean, I could eat the rice and beans every day. Yeah. I mean, if I had to, I would do it. So that's what you're right about. So Dave Ramsey is clashing. With these people, but the people who listen to him are going to be better but off. But guess what? These kids' parents probably didn't do it either. Exactly. So they're, where was... We're going to talk about Social Security viability and get Danny's blood pressure Thank down. Red goodness. alert! We'll be right back. Get daily investment news you can use. Delivered at the speed of the internet at realinvestmentadvice.com. I will say, um, I don't mind being out of touch if, I, if I'm going to be fiscally better off. There's a way to combine reality and fiscal responsibility. It may not be as austere as it was at one time. And carrying some level of debt. Listen, there are a lot of retirees who are going to carry mortgages throughout retirement. And I'm okay with that. If, they're, if they've locked in 3% rates, um, paying your house off. So Dave Ramsey says paying your house off is a good thing. It is a good thing if you're going to be staying in that house. And that's where you're going to age in place. Nothing wrong with that. Um, the problem is you always have a payment, no matter what, right? Property taxes, HOA, you know. So some some people will sell their homes and rent. Yeah. I have a lot of older clients that are saying, you know what, I'm going to take these profits and I'm going to rent. I don't have to worry about anything anymore. I don't want to take care of anything. Um, you know, so you will carry some form of debt, but there's a smart way to do it. Credit card debt's not the smart way to do it. Um, and just because you're not willing to sacrifice to eat rice and beans or work another job, if my income falls, I have to fill the gap. Some way I have to fill the gap. It's like when we do a financial yeah. plan, Danny, right? You, you deal with the reality of the day. 
You don't go ahead and just keep helping somebody say, oh, yeah, no, yeah, you can go to Italy every other year. There's a way we can work into a viable solution where we work together to help you make make you the retirement the best it can be with the, with yeah. the means you have. So Dave Ramsey's advice is not meant, they, I think people take it very personally because it's very black and white. He doesn't know your situation. He's giving you rules. You take those rules in and create your own within a way that works within your situation. But the overarching theme is living below your means, being fiscally responsible, don't live by payments and understand what you're paying in interest along the way. That's right. There are certain rules regardless that will that you can follow. I don't care what generation you're from. Every generation has some extreme. Like you mentioned my grandparents, right? The depression era kids. Like my grandparents could have like they just made they made their lives miserable. In many ways, when they didn't have well, to. Well, and, and many of them, and they lived well beneath their means. Well, We're in the day well, and age well, of well social below. media, everything else, where right. you know everybody wants everything now. Everything now. That's so, a problem. And Correct. so my frustration also stems that we work with a lot of different people. And you mentioned this, Rich. You work mm-hmm. with a lot of our clients' children who have done the right thing. Yeah. They've done the hard thing. And it wasn't easy. But they're not the ones that are getting out here and that are, you know, spilling the beans on social media and saying, hey, this is how we did it. This is what we're doing because they're too busy working. They're too busy planning for their future. And they didn't always have it easy, but they made those hard decisions a long time ago. And, you know, I can we can argue that they probably had better guidance from from family than most. I mean, you mentioned something like where where were the parents in this? Mm. Right. Instead and, and of I, just giving the money and forsaking their own retirement, how many how many parents are taking care of their kids, forsaking their own retirement? Giving ch- we we know a lot of them, and, I, and I'll yeah. tell you this: the ones that have just given them money mm-hmm. versus have given them lessons, there is a significant difference there is in a their difference. children's mm-hmm. financial responsibility, their independence. I mean, all of it. Big, big difference. But so that's where my frustration, I think, stems from is that you've got these people out here saying things that, yes, other people want to hear it because, oh, they're stuck in this, too. Oh, great. Oh, it's no big deal. But that problem will only get worse. And there are a lot of people out here that you're not hearing about because they're not on TikTok or wherever else. And nobody's writing articles about all the people that are doing the right things and making the sacrifices that people don't want to. I'm for a Danny channel. You don't want that. So there's a, and a, you know, again, we're going to move on, but to your point, there is a way to be fiscally responsible. We have very few examples of that in today's society. And to your point, Danny, the worst thing, I think, the worst thing that has happened to us, and I don't care what anybody else says, this is my own opinion, number one, social media. It is, it is the worst thing that has happened to society. It's just, I, I, I am, I totally think that if it went away for six months, we would realign ourselves. I just don't think it's good. So in China, they use TikTok to teach math lessons. Here we use it to see some girl ripping on a pole or showing her feet or whatever the heck is going on and stupid stuff. Okay. We don't, we, as Americans, we don't do it the right way. So social media doesn't work. 
here. It doesn't. Well, we've allowed it to be what we, it is. Right, because right? we have no discipline, to your point. We don't have discipline. We, we want to spend now and worry later. We have been, lear- we have been taught this. This level, this level of consumerism that has reached this peak, the government now is, is for this. Let well, me give you a tax credit. Why? Let me give you a tax credit for spending money. Well, um, of course they're for it because we're sitting here looking at all this stupid stuff while they're doing whatever they want to do. Yeah, because they're not going to run out of money. Your money. <laughs> so, so listen, the propaganda about Social Security going away is always going to be out there, right? <clears throat> You got to bring it into actuarial balance. We talk about this. One of the things we always talked about is raising the maximum wage base. Right now, it's one sixty-eight. I think six hundred. Yeah, one hundred sixty-eight thousand, subject to twelve point four percent Social Security tax, with the employee and employer paying half each. Right, and then if you're making over one hundred sixty-eight thousand six hundred, to your point, that's not tax. So the one rationale is, hey, let's raise it. Let's, let's take off the cap. That's one way to fix Social Security. Okay? And that probably would work. But um, when you got to keep this in mind that high earners are probably going to resist this. But there's an article out there from Market Watch. This is uh, Elaine Floyd has been writing about this. Removing Social Security's taxable wage cap doesn't help very much, going on to make the case that the limit on Social Security payroll taxes also serves as a limit on Social Security benefits. Without this limit, higher wage, higher wage workers will be paying unlimited taxes and receive unlimited benefits. That's not the way it works. You don't pay the tax in and get as much back on that. The, the, the formula doesn't work this way. In You're other words, going to pay a dispor- disproportionate amount in compared to what you will receive versus other people if you're a high-income earner. Yeah. Bottom line. That's right. It's going to make up less of your... Right? Your less subsidized. of your needs, right? Or your expenses. Yeah, your, or your income that Correct. you have. Yeah. Yeah. But you can tweak this formula to both, you know, give credit for all the earnings and adding to Social Security's revenues at the same time. And if you want to say that this... Tweaking would break the connection between contributions and benefits or imply that it's too difficult to figure out. As Elaine says, that's just to manipulate the public. But if you're making more money and you're hitting the top end of those highest end of those wage, that wage base, say at the high over 35 years, right? You're going to get more, but it's still going to be proportionately less of your total household income if you make more money. It will act as a supplement more than anything else. Although I will tell you, even people that did a great job saving and would be considered one of those wealthier people, without Social Security, they may not make it. Social Security is still instrumental for those people in the plans because we we don't have the pensions anymore, right? The lack of pension across the board has taken everybody down a notch, right? Of course, the, the poorer or, say, the more lower middle class, middle class has been hurt the most. Heck, I mean, I remember, like, I talk about my grandparents. They were janitors in New York public schools. They owned a house. They had a new car, right? I mean, they were in a union. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> it doesn't work that way anymore, right? But having that pension that they had 
was very, very helpful compared to the expenses they had coming in. Well, and the that, income that they made stayed up with the inflation that was correct. there. I mean, even even back in the 70s and 80s, we saw hyperinflation. I mean, we saw wage growth that was mm-hmm. substantial, mm-hmm. that was keeping up with this. So, you know, albeit interest rates were extremely high, you know, two to three times higher than where they are today. But grandma and grandpa didn't worry about that because they didn't pay credit. They didn't use credit for anything. Yeah. So the point is you got to tweak the system. It's not going away. The higher wage earner is always going to get a higher percentage, but keep in mind, it does, it, it, it hurts the upper wage earner because as a percentage of retirement income, your lower wage earner is still going to get more. Okay? So you are, in a way, subsidizing that worker. Hey, listen, the only thing I could say, I used to pay taxes and go, oh, okay, it's my civic duty, and I love America, and I do love America. And all. Now I go, oh. Because I don't know where they're going. At least what I I feel about Social Security tax, because you pay along the way. Mm -hmm. At least I'm helping a retiree relax. Do that. At least I know. Maybe I know. You feel better about that? I don't know. I mean, is that how you sleep? You're like, oh well, hey, look at that. Look at that. Look at my my payroll here. My my check stuff. If I don't pay taxes, I feel better. There's somebody out there who's listen. I don't have a Hunter Biden sugar daddy. No one's paying my taxes. Brent can't. What? <laughs> Shoot. Hey, I do think we need to have another conversation about debt, we, though, because we do. there there are good ways to use debt and bad ways to use debt. Great we ways that, to right? use debt. Yeah, yeah. We'll do that another the time. next time. Yes, there are smart ways to use debt. Leverages could be a good thing. Thanks, everyone. Thanks on the YouTube channel. We'll see you on Monday. Take care. Have a great week.